This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuck back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. On the outside. He's on. Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Yes, hello and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman, head of the visit of Manchester United at Turf Moor this Saturday at 8pm. 8pm is a bit of a ball ache, I'll be honest, but it is what it is. That's the Premier League. Not going to be back till about 11, um, but it is what it is. And Man United fans probably won't get back till about 12. But as you can see, I'm joined by Beth from the United stand. How are you doing, Beth? I'm good. I'm good. I know what you're saying. Saturday night kickoff. I mean, where's our Saturday nights going? Eight o'clock on a Saturday. But, oh. you know, it's going to be a good game, I'm sure, in a game that we both need to win. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. We're just saying off air, weren't we, that you, I think it's three defeats in a row now for you, isn't it? Talk to yeah. me about that. Sorry, sorry to bring that up, by the way, but, but talk to me about Man United because I've just been looking at the league table and I was like, you're not even in the top 10. Where is he? And I, I knew you'd had a stuttering start, but I'm surprised to see you down in 13th. Three defeats in a row. Admittedly, one of them's against Bayern Munich, where you were quite unfortunate. 
Um, but a start that I can fair, I think it's fair to say is a stuttering start for Manchester United, isn't it? What do you think of your season so far? Yeah, for sure. It's it's not good. It's really not good. And the games we have won, Wolves should have been a penalty in, in the in the dying minutes, which would have been yeah, a draw. True. And then Nottingham Forest, we had to come back and win it 3-2. We went 2-0 down. So it's really not been a good start for us at all. The one thing I would say is we have, apart from obviously the penalty at Wolves, so things come come and go background, we have been a little bit unlucky. Obviously, that Garnacho, literally a whisker offside in the Arsenal game, which was so unfortunate for us. And there's been a few other decisions as well, like handball at Tottenham. We have a lot of people say, you know, Manchester United get all the decisions. I really I really do not think that's the case being a United fan, honestly. But, you know, things go around. We have had some decisions. I mean, you can't make excuses. At the end of the day, we've not played well enough. We're conceding way too many goals. And I feel like anyone now would look at United and think, I'm excited to play them. You can definitely get them. Anytime a team comes around our box, it looks like it's going to result in a goal. So we need to shape up. We need to get better. Obviously, we've had injuries like Amrabat, Mount's not been available. Varane's a massive miss for us. Hopefully, Varane and Mount, I think, are back for... The Burnley game, we'll, we'll see about that. I think they're nearly there, but it has been a stuttering start and we need to turn things around very, very quickly because it's definitely not the start United fans would want. The only thing I'd say is the teams we have lost against, Brighton, Spurs, Arsenal and obviously Bayern Munich, they yeah. are all very good teams, but still Man United should be competing in them games. Hello everyone, me again. Just quickly break away. Um, from the pre-game show because I just need to bring you a, a very quick message uh, and it's not because I forgot to do it in when I was recording the actual pre-game show with Beth it's nothing to do with that just thought I'd do it something differently this week um, so it's not because I forgot to put it at the start of the intro like I do every week um, but anyway, uh, we are pleased to remind you uh, that this season, the Turfcast podcast pregame show is, of course, sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Burnley fixture over the 23-24 season with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK. It doesn't matter whether you're based in Burnley or Brighton, you can catch every single minute of the action so please keep an eye out during the season for events offers content and competitions that will put you closer to the action so if you can't get yourself down to turf more for the game against manchester united why not catch it in the next best place a green king pub now let's get back to the pre-game show I think that obviously I'm 35 now. I know I don't look it before you say. Um, but when I when I was growing up, United were winning everything. Like they just won everything every single year. And and it's weird for me to see them down there. And then like Man United fans do say it's like, oh, we've lost to Brighton. They're a good side now. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's Brighton. I'm like Man United shouldn't be losing to Brighton. Yes, Brighton are a very good side now, and they've done well. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. You've had a tough start in terms of fixtures. Um, but United should be able to compete in those fixtures. Uh, you mentioned a few things there, defensive worries, um, injuries. Is that where it's got gone wrong? Is it a mixture of them two? Is it something else? It's a mixture. Honestly, our, our whole teams haven't been performing. I feel like we came into the season looking under underwhelming because our physicality and our fitness just wasn't there. Every team that we played looked fitter than us. I also yeah. think our age in midfield, you know, Casemiro and Ericsson, obviously Ten Hag would have liked to see Amrabat and Mount play, but they've not been available. 
I think that midfield's massively aging. And after 30 minutes, both players look look really tired, which is a concern for us because they've got to go on and play 90 minutes. And all over the pitch, we've got issues. Obviously, Anana hasn't quite settled yet. I really do rate him and I think he will he will come good. But he's had a few mistakes, which has been unfortunate. Defence without Varane just looks like it's not stable. Luke Shaw injured. Regulon's come in and done very well, to be fair. Obviously, Wan-Bissaka's now out, so Dallow's playing there. And then, you know, our midfield looks so, so weak because... For me, Ericsson isn't an eight and he's having to play in that eight role and, it, and it's just not mm. enough cover. And then you look at the forward line, we've only just managed to get in our striker, which Hoyland, the last two games he's played and he looks promising to be fair. But we've had the Anthony situation, the Sancho situation, so no right winger really. We had, you know, young yeah. Palestri playing against Bayern Munich yesterday. So it's been, it's been turbulent for Manchester United all over the pitch, to be honest. I don't think there's one area you can really kind of zoom in on and say, that's what's letting the team down. I would probably say if I had to, the defence has looked very, very lost without Varane in there and we need him back ASAP. And you say he's back on Saturday? I think so. That's a shame, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> for us, anyway. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of your summer signings. Obviously, Anana, there seems to be a lot of pressure on him at the minute, um, just thinking of some of the mistakes. Obviously, last night against Munich, um, he made a mistake there. Um, the, the Wolves penalty you've mentioned as well. Um, it should have been a penalty, got away with that one. I, it was lobbed from quite a distance as well in the game, if I remember rightly. But you say you still you quite like him. I mean, let's not pretend David De Gea never made any mistakes because he did. Um, I mean, and Anana gives you a different dynamic with with the ball at his feet. Um, but you're happy with him so far, or, or you or you sorry, not not happy with him. But you know he's had a shaky start, but you think he'll come good. So do you think he'll come good? Yeah, I do. I think it's easy for everyone to go in on a Manchester United keeper, especially when he's in his first five games, he's, he's not looked the best. But to be honest with you, I do think people have gone a little bit too hard on him. Obviously, the mm. Wolves penalty was a bit of a bit of a kind of situation, controversial one, which they should have had one. He did get away with it there. But that game, he was actually really, really good up until that point. Brighton, he should have saved at least one. A lot of people saying he should have saved two. I think that's very, very harsh. And then obviously, yesterday against Bayern Munich, there's no excuse for that first goal. He has to be saving it. There's yeah. no excuse for it. But, you know, I've watched Anana quite a lot before he came into Manchester United. He's a very good keeper. Into Milan, he was great in the Champions League last year. Against City, he was brilliant in that Champions League yeah, final. Yeah. Ten Hag's brought him in for a reason. And a lot of people, you know, they compare back to David De Gea and David De Gea still hasn't got a club. Like, let, let's be real about this. David De Gea has made very many mistakes at Manchester United. He's had his time now. Ten Hag's decided to go in a different direction. Obviously, Anana's not going to be able to pull off, you know, some of the physics-defying saves that David De Gea did have in his locker because he did have them in his locker. But mm. David De Gea also had a lot of mistakes in him. We couldn't keep possession. Like against Bayern Munich, we had possession for large amounts of that game away. We would never have had that under under different circumstances. And I do think Anana has a part to play in that. So just needs to sort his hands out, which is obviously the most important part for a goalkeeper. And I think he will be fine. What I like about him is he he came out after the game requesting an interview and took complete accountability. Yeah, I did see that. Good mentality, that, wasn't it? Yeah, very good mentality. And we've missed that at United. So I'm hoping he progresses and uh, we'll, hopefully the spotlight comes off him a little bit and he can settle into the side. Yeah, I feel like you're going through a little bit what we went through last season. Obviously, we lost Nick Pope because he went up to Newcastle um, when we got relegated. And then we brought in Murich. And, and then he was a completely different goalkeeper. Probably can't do the saves that Popey can do, but he's very good with the ball at his feet. And I feel like once he settled, we were a much better side. And I do feel like Onana, if he does settle, I'm a little bit sceptical that he might not be able to settle yet. Maybe the pressure of Man United. I mean, I know, like, like you've said there, he's played for Inter Milan, who are a massive club, but Man United is Man United. 
maybe I'm just seeing it from my generational eyes uh, that Man United and Man United, it's, the pressure's different. Um, but I do but think if he does like, settle, sorry, go on. I'm going to say, like, if you if your company going into that game, you like, take shots, like, take shots now because there's so yeah. much pressure on him. Like, you know, everyone's going to be, you know, going for him now. So he's got to kind of try and soak that up. And, and this is where the mentality does come into things. Yeah. I, I, I was impressed with him last night coming out for the interview, like you said. I thought that was a good good thing to do. Um, another summer signing as well, Hoyland. Um, he's coming. Was it his first goal last night against Munich? It was his first goal. He had one shot off, didn't he, against Bayern Munich because it was out of play, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, what, what are your thoughts on him so far? Because he's, he's not out of... Did he come in injured as well? Yeah, he came in injured. He came yeah. back to the Arsenal game, came on for like 20 minutes, had a decent impact, played against Brighton where obviously he did end up scoring, but... Rashford had took the ball out of play by like a little bit. You could barely yeah. see it on the line, but you know, there you are. And um, then like last night, to be fair to him, feeding off very little service, managed to get a goal. What yeah. I think he's a good signing, I'm going to be honest. Yes, a team like Man United should have been buying Harry Kane in the summer. Like we should have been. Like, I don't think there's any excuse as to why we didn't make that deal happen. F for me, a club like Man United should have been buying Hoyland and Harry Kane with the striker situation we've had. But 20 years old, very, very raw, but he's got pace, he's got physicality, he's confident and, you know, off this little service he's getting, he looks like he's feeding off it. So it's actually yeah. nice for Man United to have a number nine that's going to run around, you know, stretch defenders, you know, be physical, pin defenders back. And, you know, to get that goal yesterday would have been a massive confidence boost for him because, you know, you don't want it to linger where he's not getting a goal. So to get that goal against Bayern Munich away, I think it's a really good start for him. And I'm excited to see how he does develop. I think he can be a handful for defences for sure. Yeah, I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good signing. Um, he might might not get 10, 15 goals this season, or, although if I'm, I'm honest, if I were going to place a bet on it, I, I'd say he probably would. Um, but mm. I, I, th I think he can do it regularly in seasons to come uh, if he stays in the Premier League. Um, another summer signing as well I want to talk about, I think you've just mentioned, is currently injured, is Mason Mount. Mm -hmm. uh, he had some critics at Chelsea. I was surprised that Chelsea sold him to you. I was surprised you wanted him. Um, how's he settled in at Man United? Oh, Mason Mount. I feel a bit sorry for him because, you know, the fans are, a lot of the fans, not all of them, a lot of the fans are really, really against that signing. And I think judged him very harshly before he even, you know, put on the shirt for Manchester United. Giving him the number seven was the wrong decision. Like it was mm. because, you know, it's a huge, huge shirt. And when a signing's not exactly reciprocated very well by the fans anyway, giving a number seven is an absolute huge responsibility. I personally like the signing. I think he's a good player. I think he's 24 years old. He's got potential to to come in and have a good career at Manchester United. Obviously played the first two games, didn't really light it up, should have been better, but then got injured. So we've not seen him since. So people were saying, see, we never should have bought Mason Mount. You know, look at us. We've been terrible the first two games and then he got injured and we've been terrible since anyway. So it's definitely yeah. not Mason Mount's fault. I'm just hoping he can step into that number seven shirt and prove a lot of people wrong. I really hope he can do that. I do think he will be a good player for us. But again, coming into Man United now, there's so much pressure. You need to have the mentality and the ability to take that in your stride. And I do have a question mark over whether he's going to be able to do that. But so far, you know, two games in, I think United fans have got to get behind him and hope that he can be the player that, that Ten Hag obviously thinks he's going to be. And with Mason Mount, like Liverpool wanted him, Arsenal wanted him, Bayern Munich wanted him. So he is wanted by a lot of managers. Managers really rate him. So I'm hoping we'll start to see that. But not 100% sold, obviously, yet. But I do have high hopes for him as United. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Player. Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is about Mason Mount, but it seems to be a lot of fans don't like him, but a lot of people in football do. Yeah. Um, it, it, it must be his work rate or something like that, um, to be fair, because he does have decent work rate. Um, I want to talk to you about Ten Hag as well, because I know Solskjaer was there longer, uh, but there was a lot of noise about Solskjaer when United weren't doing well. And, he, and he's a club legend, to be fair, whereas Ten Hag isn't. He might well be mm-hmm. one day. Um, but there doesn't seem to be that much noise over Ten Hag at the minute. There's a few question marks, mainly from the media. I mean, you'll know more about the Man United fan base than I will, because obviously I don't live and breathe it like you do. But I'm not <laughs> seeing as much from the United fans slagging him off as much as I thought I would be after the starts of the season that you've had this year. Are, are the United fans backing him? What, what's the situation? Obviously, there's some people that are quite reactionary and already are mm. starting to question him. But I do think it is a minority. Like you said, the media are turning. 100% yeah. the media are turning. They're going to, you know, he's, he's a foreign manager. And unfortunately, he's, you know, he's never been in the Premier League before. We know what happens in the media. You know, Pochettino with Chelsea, no questions asked. But yeah. Ten Hag, it's going to be massive, massive pressure straight away. And he will be under pressure because the results haven't been good enough. But the fan base as a whole, I think the way we're feeling, as you said, like... United fans will, will know it thoroughly because we've been through this for like since Ferguson left over a decade now. And what Man United fans have come to realise is with this ownership, no matter what manager's in, it's a very, very big struggle to, to get what you want as a manager. And what happens with United is we get a new manager in, usually they do well for like a year. Then, you know, things start to go wrong, pressure comes on, media reports go out and they end up getting sacked and it's the same cycle again. I think the fans have seen enough in Ten Hag over the past year. You know, getting us third with that squad we had last year with the Ronaldo situation, felt very cast up front, like barely anything like to kind of go off. I know we had some good signings in the summer, but they were all came in very late. With the start he had last year to get us third, and then also, I know it's probably the weakest cup, but he still did win a trophy. That's put some credit in the bank. Like, Ollie never won a trophy for Manchester United. Ten Hag's already mm. won one, which takes the pressure off massively. And I think people are just sick of having this cycle where, you know, manager goes and then we bring someone else in. It's good for a year and then it, it happens again. I think people want to stick by Ten Hag. Me personally, I think Ten Hag's the right man for the job. I really do back him. I do rate him. 100% I've questioned some of his decisions, um, in-game management, a couple of his signings. But you, it, United fans, Oli did an interview yesterday and Mourinho said it in the past. You go into the summer with these targets that you want and Man United get you your fourth and fifth choice and they overspend massively on them. So it looks like you've mm. spent loads of money. But realistically, we can't negotiate, which is we're getting players for massively overvalued. So 
it's tough. I think everything he's had to handle off the pitch with Greenwood, Anthony, Sancho, Ronaldo, people feel a little bit of um, empathy for him in that situation. So I think it's too soon yet, especially because our fixtures have been a little bit tough for people to start to turn. I imagine people will if things don't get better. But for me personally, no matter what happens this season, I think we need to bat Ten Hag. You know, you look at Arteta, came eighth twice in yeah. a row. It took him a bit of time. You look at Klopp, I think he came eighth and he came fourth in his second season. He took a little bit of time. Not everyone's Pep Guardiola straight away. Do you know what I mean? Like Pep Guardiola is like a phenomenon, like one of the best manager, one of the best managers that's ever been, if not the best. So I think with Ten Hag, we need to give him some time, get his squad together. And personally for me, he's the right guy and I, I stick behind him. Yeah, fair enough. It's good to hear a football fan, you know, not be reactionary, like you say, and want to back a manager, want to give a manager time. Um, it is refreshing to see. Um, what's United's ambitions then for this season? Because obviously you start the season and, and it's always a case of, can Man United win the title again? And I was like, probably not, but who knows? And now we're at the stage where, you know, you're 13th in the Prem and it's not going to happen, is it? So is it finish top four again and then regroup and go again? Is it win the FA Cup, you know, to do it that or, or, you know, go as far as you can in the Champions What are your ambitions for this season? Oh, it's absolutely gutting that we're on, what date is it? Let me look at my phone. 21st of September and we're already <laughs> saying there's absolutely no chance of the title because yeah. you're correct, there's absolutely no chance yeah. at all. But I actually came into this season probably naively because I'm just out of hope thinking we could, I didn't think we'd win the title, not a chance. City are going to win it. Like there's no doubt, but I thought we could at least compete for second with Arsenal. Like I thought that's what we'd be able to do. I don't think that's possible. I honestly think we'll be very lucky to get top four. Very lucky. Spurs look very good. Liverpool yeah. look like they're getting back to their, to their best. That midfield that they've kind of transformed looks good. Unfortunately, obviously Chelsea is still Chelsea. So, you know, that's, that's, that's their situation. Arsenal are going to be up there. Does Brighton look brilliant? Like they really yeah, do. do. Newcastle haven't had a great start, but we know they're a good team. So it's going to be really, really tough for us to kind of crack that top four. That is what I expect for United to do. And I do think, I, I know I'm on a Burnley channel, but I think our season starts on Saturday. We've got to win that game. We've got a good you know, run of fixtures then and we can kind of get some points on the board in the league and hopefully it can be our turning point and, and we start kicking on in the league and we can have players coming back from from injury and, and we manage to, I think it's top four is, is what we've got to look for. But at the same time, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, 100%, we've got to be looking to try and win them, win them competitions. Obviously, we'd rather be getting higher in the Prem and, you know, going in the Champions League. But I think the Champions League is a really tough ask. I'd like to get to, you know, I think we'll get through the group. I'd like to get to mm. maybe a quarterfinal, but... I was saying before the season started, I reckon United can get to the semis in the Champions League, but now I've, I've got big, big doubts over that. So, realistically, Champions League and, and the cup competitions, Ten Hag's got to be massively, massively on it. And top four for United, it'd be gutting to be in the Champions League and then kind of drop back down to Europa League spots again because the Champions League, even yeah. though we lost against Bayern, it just feels right for United and it's giving United fans a little bit of hope at the minute, I'd say. Yeah, no, fair enough. Just look at your fixtures now, actually. So you've got us next, which is unfortunately a guaranteed defeat for you. Um, but then after <laughs> that, you've got two games against Palace, obviously one in the EFL Cup and then, and then one in the league, both at home. Then you've got Galatasaray at home in the Champions League, then Brentford at home, then Sheffield United away, Copenhagen at home, Man City, unfortunately, but then Fulham, Copenhagen, Luton and Everton. So on the 25th of November, I, I think you've still got a chance of top four. On the 25th of November, let, let's regroup well not me and you obviously because we're not playing you around then but let's let's see where man united are at that stage 
And I think if you're knocking on the door of top four, you know, things might have gone right for a few months after that. And then, sorry, all, all leading up until that, and then you you might see it a bit differently. I, I think you've still got a chance, especially if Hoyland comes good. The only thing that worries me is last season. Obviously, if you look at what we've done so far, Tottenham, we drew away, so we we dropped points there. Arsenal, we lost away last year, so it's the same as last year. And Brighton, they beat us at home last year, so that's the same as last mm. year. So realistically, we're only one point worse off based on last, last season's fixtures, and we came third last season. But last season, we beat City at home. We beat Liverpool at home. We beat Spurs at home. We beat Arsenal at home. I don't see United beating all them teams at home again this season. So that's a good set of points that we had Yeah. last year. Them teams are better now. I hope you're right, but let's see. Maybe the start of the season throw me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Spurs are Spurs. Are still, I don't know what it is, even though I've seen them come to Burnley dismantle us and watched them a few times and been very impressed with them. I just expect them to fade. They probably won't do, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's let's move on to the actual game itself then. Um yeah. What sort of game are you expecting? Because you said earlier, teams will be looking at this and thinking, Man United, it's a good time to play in. But you've lost three games in a row. So I'm a little bit worried that it could be wounded animal Man United, you know, coming at us and thinking, right, well, Burnley have folded easily against City, Spurs and even Villa so far. Let's get at them. Are you expecting United to come at us and be a bit of a wounded animal? Or do you think that the ideology of a good time to play in Man United will be true? I honestly don't know what to expect in this game. I have a horrible, horrible feeling. And that's because Turf Moor for us is not, it's not a nice place to go. Like it's, it's generally not a nice place to go. And obviously, I know it's a completely different Burnley now to what it was when, yeah. when you know, Sean Dyche was managing. Companies obviously got you playing um, different sort of football, good football. Again, I, had, I, I do question whether it, it'd be able to keep you up in the Premier League just because it's a complete de- different kettle of fish to the Championship. But mm. I watched the game against Nottingham Forest. I thought you were so unlucky. Like You yeah. played really nice football in that game and obviously kind of got robbed as well with the decision it towards the end of the game. So I really do think it's a tough place to go for us. You know, the atmosphere will be massively on your side. But I do expect Man United to go there and win because at the end of the day, you know, Burnley are a good side, but... Man United have to win this game. Like we should be mm. beating Burnley away. We we have to be beating Burnley away. And I think it is a must-win game for Eric Ten Hag and these players. So I do expect us to go out there all guns blazing. But at the same time, I do think it's a game where anything can happen. And I would not be surprised one bit if we went there and lost the game. Like I, I, I'm not going there expecting us to win, but I think we have yeah. to. If you, if you if you get what I mean in that sense. No, yeah, I understand that. You mentioned company there as well. I'll just quickly make a bit of a digression as well. Does that add a little bit of needle to Man United fans? Obviously, with him being a City legend, it feels. I always forget like of his connections to City, but when I'm, I don't forget about them. But when we're talking to like United fans and stuff, and they bring him up, I'm always like, oh yeah, company. Like they don't really like him. Does that add a bit of needle? Like, do you want to stick one on on company, or, or are you not? Are you not too bothered? It's not. It's not like a massive, massive issue for me. I, I obviously I don't like company because he's is an ex City legend, but I think he's done a good job with Burnley, to be honest with you. Mm. But with company, what it is, it's just you can just see it. You can just see the script being written. You can see the headlines. You know, Burnley get their first Premier League win. Manchester United at home. It's Turf more. Man United again lose lose another game. You can just see it being written, and it kind of if we do lose the game or even draw it because. You know, a draw is not good enough for us there. If if we do, like, it's just added kind of, you know, it's salt in the wound, if you know what I mean, the fact it was company yeah. that did it, and it's just more headlines for them to go off. So, I mean, it's not that big of an issue, but what I would say is when you came to Old Trafford last year in the Cup, 
I thought, you know, I expected more from Burnley. I'm going to be honest. I, 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 I know it was at Old Trafford, but I expected a bit more from them. I think it will be different at your home ground, though. I think it will be different. Yeah, I, I mean, I was at that game. I was, I was very drunk, um, so I can't, I can't remember too much. But oh, I was at that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I ripped Moon under water for about three hours before the game. Obviously, you always go to Dean's Gate first. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I would say I thought we held our own quite well, but didn't attack you as much as I wanted us to. Um, but recently, so far this season, we've been a bit poor up until the Forest game. Now, it, I think we're going to change a little bit slightly. I think we've not been playing Charlie Taylor at left back. Who we played a left back at left back on, on on Monday, and it actually worked. Who knew playing a left back at left back might actually work? Um, so I think company has made some mistakes. Um, so far this season, I think we're getting a little bit more solid now, and hopefully we can kick on now. The problem is we've got you guys, and I think it's Chelsea, then Luton, which is winnable, then Newcastle. So we could be in a, that, a position where we still only got like one or two points or something after all that. So I am a little bit worried. But um, you mentioned the job that he's done there as well. I just want to ask you a little bit more about that, like because a lot of people, I like to get people's thoughts on, on Burnley and the way they're playing as a club, especially top six fans, um, because. People were so negative about Burnley the last time they were in the Prem because we'd just go to grounds and basically sit back and, and try and hit you on the counter. And people are always like, oh, for God's sake. Like, obviously, Goldbridge from the United States, his, his favourite thing is bloody Burnley. Like, yeah. He's always <laughs> rant about it. But what are the thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on how we've transitioned into this different club and, and brought in a, a Premier League Hall of Famer, you know, and we're trying to do things different? What, what, what are your thoughts on it? I think as a fan, it must be a lot more exciting. I know Sean Dyche was mm. a legend at Burnley and obviously what he did with Burnley was was a brilliant achievement, like you have to say. But I think as a fan, if, if I was a fan of Burnley, I'd much prefer watching the football that you play now compared to what you used to play. But also as an opposition fan, I'm going to be honest, I'm more, I'd be more worried going to Turf Moor playing against, you know, the Burnley that was under Sean Dyche than the one that is now. Yeah. But I but I also but I think you play massively better football now and you have a lot more potential to be a better side. I think that the 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 Sean Dyche side where you did used to just sit back was so limited and that's kind of all you got from that team. With the team you've got now, you've got younger players that are really hungry to kind of, you know, play that attacking football that companies kind of the free flowing football, the possession based football mm. that companies trying to trying to go with. Obviously, it's a big ask to be able to do it in in the Premier League, but I do think, like you said, you've had a couple, you know, tough fixtures in there. I do think there is still still room for Burn. I think a lot of people have written Burnley off a little bit too soon already. I've seen people saying, you know, Burnley are going to go down because you've not maybe had the start that people expected from doing so well in the Championship. But playing that sort of football, you've got to have time to adapt in the Premier League yeah. and against Forest. I've watched you against Spurs and I've watched you against Forest this season. Against Forest, I really did kind of see a difference in the way that that the way that you were playing. And Forest are actually started really well. They're a good side. And mm. I think if you can get at Man United, which you can because our defence isn't good and company should look to do that, it could be a, a good game for you. I do think you'll you'll I think you'll be fighting there the end of the season, but I think you can stay up for sure. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. It's difficult to gauge where we're at at the minute. Um, it's a little bit easier now because we played Forest, but before that we played City, Villa, and Spurs. In my opinion, I three mean, teams that will finish in the top six come the end. And you, of the sh you shouldn't like. It's not as if you should be winning. I thought initially when Burnley came up that you'd be like mid table. To be honest with you, I thought maybe yeah, we'd I see like. I thought we'd see you have that really good kind of run, but like you said, it's only so early into the season, and you've played really good sides so far. Mm. 
It's like the one team that we've played that may or may not be down there with us. I don't think they will ultimately. I think they'll finish like 14th for us, 13, 14, somewhere like that. But we had more possession against them and we should have won the game. If a competent referee was there, we should have won the game. So I think we'll pick up points against the lesser teams. I don't mean that in terms of Forest or lesser, but, you know, the big club of Forest, but they're not going to be fighting for, for Europe come the end of the season. Do you think um, Company so will change, change the way he, he's going to play against the top six teams? I think... He's changed it already slightly now by bringing Charlie Taylor in. I, th- I think mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think he's already started to. The problem was we weren't solid enough at the back. We were just like throwing everybody forward, and then there were gaps at the back. We were getting picked off. That's what Spurs did. That's what Villa did. Um, and I think now he's brought Charlie Taylor in, who's a competent left back. Uh, he's a good left back. Let's be honest. He's a good defender, and he's probably you know one one of the best defenders we've got in terms of actual defensive duties. But company were just focused on people that were good with the ball and people that were good in certain systems. And that's why he wasn't playing Charlie. Um, so I think he will play again on Saturday against Man United. So I think we'll be a little bit more solid than what we were in the first three games. And I also think he'll play Josh Brownell again because he's been left out of the side a lot. And he's got Prem experience, as does Charlie Taylor. And you could just see that experience in the side against Forrest. So I think we'll do it again. I think we'll have Taylor at left-back, Cullen and Brownell in the double pivot role with hopefully Sander Berg pushing a little bit forward and he's again got like some experience with. Yeah, well, he's been a little bit poor, to be honest, since he's come in, but he's been playing out of position. So I've criticised him on this pod, but I've given him his you know, his fair play and said, like, I know he's playing out of position, but against Forrest, he played further forward and he looked much better. So I think that's what we'll do against you on Saturday. One thing I wanted to ask you guys is, oh, oh yeah, I did watch you actually against City. Obviously, it was the opening game of the, of the season, so it I was, was, was yeah. going to watch. I remember I was ill. I was in bed watching you. But I actually thought, again, in that game, you have threats going forward. You did get picked off. Obviously, it's Manchester City. But you had big mm. threats going forward. I actually like what I saw. I really do think you can get it us. I honestly do. I really do think you can get it us. And I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game for sure. And like you said, you've played really tough game tough games so far. There's definitely teams in this Premier League that you're going to give a good game to, and, and you will pick up points. And also, company it's like first time managing the Prem. He's going to have to yeah. adapt a little bit. So you expect that kind of transition period. What do you think of your keeper? I thought I I I watched him in the Euros, the U yeah. under twenty one Euros. He had a really good tournament. He's been a little bit shaky, hasn't he so far? He has been a bit shaky. There's a big debate on the Burnley hashtags. I would personally go with Muric, who played very well. I just think it's a little bit harsh. Like Muric was the keeper last season, did very, very well. Had a slow start like Trafford is having at the minute because he's coming to a new side and the keeper plays a different role at Burnley. Well, not different to Moscow's, but different to what it used to be at Burnley, where he has to be good with the ball at his feet and he has to always be finding the right pass. I think Trafford sometimes doesn't find the right pass, um, if I'm honest with you. Sometimes he'll just opt to go along. But Muric was the same last season. He started slowly. The kid behind me, like he still shouts at Muric all the time, like even when he's played well, towards the end of last season. And now he shouts at Trafford. Like, people need to get used to this is what the keeper does, but the keeper needs time to get used to it as well. I just feel it was a bit harsh that Muric played so well last season and Trafford comes in and just nicks his place. But we spent yeah. 19 million pounds on him, so it's probably a case of company thinking, I've spent 90 million pounds on this kid, he's we, 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 I'm going to play him. I, I, th- I think he'll come good. I would just personally have Muric, but I think dropping him now would be the wrong thing to do because it'll just ruin his confidence. So, yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that one. It'll be interesting to see how he how it goes about. Obviously, I didn't see much of is it Muric? Muric, yeah, because yeah. uh, obviously, I wasn't watching much of the championship last year, but. From what you've just explained to me, like he does sound a little bit harsh, so we'll have to see. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, predictions. Let's get into some predictions then. Obviously, you've said you think United will win, but you think we can get at you. So what's your prediction for the match? 
I've I've already done my prediction on United stand, so I'll go with the same one. It's a really boring scoreline, but I think we'll win two one. I, I yeah, do think, fair enough. I think we'll yeah. concede. I think we've. I think we again. It's the fact that we have to win this game. Yeah, I am a little bit worried, if I'm honest, about the fact that you have to win it, about the fact that you've lost three in a row. I would have preferred it if you'd have got like a spirited draw in Munich, you know, something like that, or or, yeah. or you hadn't lost against Brighton, for example, but then lost in Munich, you know, something like that. I'm a little bit worried that you're going to come at us early on, but I do think we'll be a lot more solid than we have been so far in the Premier League this season. I am not going to predict a defeat. I'm not one of them that will just predict a, um, a, a a result for the sake of it, because I'm on a Burnley channel. I predicted defeat so far this season. I'm going to go 1-1 for this one, just because of the way, you know, you've not started too well. I think we can get at you. We've got some forward players. I think Corley Oshaw. Is, is Dallow going to be playing, by the way? Dallow will be playing, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. That's good for us. Um, I think Corley Oshaw can get it in. Dallow's been all right, you know, Dallow's been all right since he came in. To be fair, it's not him. It's it's the gap that there's always a bit of a gap between midfield and him and or 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 the, the wingers and him, and it, it can get exposed a little bit when someone's running at him. I think he's not a bad footballer. Um, I just feel like when someone's running at him one on one, like Corley Oshaw's a gem. Like he's 19 years old. I'd never heard of him this time six months ago, and he's come in and he's one of the only players we've got who will run the ball at his feet. Look out for him on Saturday. He, he's going to be a very very good footballer. Very very good. I footballer. will do. I mean, I suppose you'd much rather someone like that go up against Dallow than Wambasaka. <laughs> exactly. Then exactly. Yeah. Not great, he's going forward. He's he's very very good defensively in terms of one on one, not maybe all around defensively. One on one, he's good. So yeah, that's probably that's probably an advantage to you. Honestly, I understand why you predicting a draw. Like I understand. I wouldn't be surprised if you predicted you to win. Honestly, especially yeah. the way that we've been playing. So it was one one last time, wasn't it at Turf? Um, was when it? the year we went down? Yeah, if I remember oh, rightly. I mean, it's, it's not a good place well, for us to go. Uh, was yeah, it Tommy like the season before? Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. I just remember Ronaldo coming on um, and then he, he was on for about 15 minutes and he just did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And he was playing against Eric Peters as well. This is a game I remember. It might it might not be the last season in the Premier. It might have been the season before, but Ronaldo came on, didn't do much, and he was playing against Eric Peters. And Eric Peters, you know, is at Stoke now. So that just shows that the level. You know, he yeah. was a good, solid defender, but he was never going to pull up any trees. And when Ronaldo came on, I'm thinking, he's going he's gonna to have Eric Peters on toast. And he just didn't do anything against him. But that's a game I remember. But um, yeah, it's weird. Like there's been some games where you've absolutely smashed us, and there's been some games where we've held you. And obviously, we 2009. I've got to go all the way back to when we beat you at the turf. Um, but that was the first home game ever in the Premier League for Burnley. And of course, we beat you at Old Trafford with Jay Rodriguez that time not too long ago. So, been some good games against Man United. So let's hope it's another good one. There has been some really, there has been some really good ones. It's always a tough game for us. It always, always is. It's like I know City for you guys that always beat oh, you, like don't they? Like always, it. like it's like it's like <laughs> always like a five something. I mean, it wasn't this time around, but with United, like it's, I feel like it's, it's always a really close call. So let's let's hope we see a good game on Saturday at least. And yeah, I would say good luck for the. I'll say good luck for the rest of the season apart from on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you've you've just nicked my joke. That's how I normally sign off. So thank you All for right, that. <laughs> um, but final one from me. Everyone knows who United stand are. I think you. I think now you are the biggest channel. I think it used to be AFTV when I started doing this. Yeah. And now you've you've just just rocketed so fair play on that but just want to let everyone know where they can find you and where they can find United Stand if they've been living under a rock for the last five years yeah so obviously the United Stand on YouTube just the United Stand and me personally my Twitter is at Beth T M U F C on Twitter it's all about United I do occasionally tweet about other football as well but yeah you can follow me on there as well thank you well thanks for coming on the show Beth uh, and good luck for the rest of the season just not on Saturday <laughs>
yes thank you for having me and thank you everyone for watching and hopefully yeah good luck the rest of the season i hope you guys do stay up i really do it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ornament delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.